You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the U.S., and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hey everyone, welcome back to Therapy for Your Money. Today is a solo episode and we're talking about how something cheap can actually turn out to be really expensive, especially when it comes to your finances. I know when you're starting a business, it can be really tempting to DIY as much as possible. And sometimes from a financial perspective, you have to, right? You're probably writing your own copy, putting together your own website, doing your own billing. There's a lot of things that you're doing for yourself. Uh, But as soon as you're able to afford to, I recommend that you move to a, a mindset where you are focusing your time on the thing that you are best at, which typically is going to be therapy or managing your team, um, and that you leave everything else to someone whose expertise is to do that thing. Like I personally don't fix my own plumbing in my house because I would not have any idea what to do with that. I also don't cut my own hair, right? There's a lot of things that I want to leave to the pros because they actually know what they're doing. And by looking at the haircuts I gave my kids during COVID, it was a really good idea that I've never cut my own hair. So sometimes when... We know when we buy something that's cheap or inexpensive that it's not going to last forever. So it it might stop working uh, sooner than later. You're going to have to replace it. And for some things that can make sense. When you're buying groceries or gas or some kind of mass market product, I think it absolutely does make sense to shop around for the best price possible. But when you are looking at buying a service, uh, when you're asking for, does anyone know a cheap website designer, right? You're typically not going to get the best uh, designer when you're asking for someone cheap. So I would, I would caution you, just be careful what you're, what you're specifically asking for and what truly is important to you. Uh, there's a graphic that I love and I'll try to find it and post it in the show notes, but it says you can have uh, cheap, fast, or good. You can have two of the three, but you cannot have all three. So if it's cheap and good, it's not going to be fast. If it's fast and good, then it's definitely not going to be cheap. So when you're hiring a service vendor, like an accountant, a bookkeeper, a tax preparer, if you're just looking for someone who's going to be inexpensive, they're probably going to be less experienced or be forced to spend the least amount of time possible uh, on your business. And so a lot of the value from working with an accountant is going to come from them being able to interpret your numbers, right? Not just plug things into the software, Um, So you want to be able to to spend some time with them and for them to get to know your business. And that is just simply going to take time and it's going to take experience um, as well. Now, we often onboard new clients who have been DIYing their taxes and a lot of little things come up. So I want to show you, I want to just share with you some of the errors that we've seen in the past. And to me, this is really where trying to save money by doing things yourself can end up being really expensive. We've had clients file the completely wrong tax form uh, where they were maybe a partnership and filed a Schedule C. So those are completely different tax forms with actually different due dates as well. Um, And so that that mistake can be really, really expensive depending on when it's caught um, at that 
there is a penalty of upwards of $200 per month uh, for every month that that item is not filed. So it's a pretty significant penalty to not have that filed. Um, and those penalties can be really difficult to abate because just saying, I didn't know I was supposed to file this form, the IRS doesn't consider that to be a reasonable, uh, a reasonable excuse, right? If you are starting a partnership, you should know what is required of that partnership. And it's your responsibility to do your due diligence um, and find that out. So that's one of the mistakes that we've seen actually multiple times. Uh, sometimes the deadline is missed. So for example, for S-Corps and partnerships, the tax filing deadline is March 15th, not April 15th. So if you happen to not know that and not reach out to your accountant or tax preparer, not do your own tax return for the business by March 15th, you might be hit with failure to file penalties or late filing penalties. Uh, on the payroll side, man, oh man, there's a lot of opportunity for mistakes there. Um, we've seen anything from the bookkeeper not making tax payments, uh, the owner running payroll, not realizing that they had to make tax payments on a regular basis versus at the end of the quarter, or thinking that someone else was making these payments and that this money in their bank account was all theirs when it really wasn't. Um, sometimes there will be missed uh, forms that are not filed. The, the list goes on and on, uh, but payroll mistakes can be really expensive as well because payroll involves trust fund where you're withholding some taxes from your employees uh, in addition to the employer paid taxes. And so when you're withholding something from an employee but not remitting it on time, those penalties can be really, really steep as well. So you've probably heard me say before, um, if you are an employee somewhere and you just get a W-2 at the end of the year, I completely agree that you should knock yourself out with TurboTax or whatever your favorite online uh, tax software is. But if you have a business, I really do highly, highly recommend that you work with a professional tax preparer at the end of the year. Uh, and that will help save you a lot of heartache and help keep you in compliance because those items can really just be stressful if you don't know what you don't know, right? And just because you started a business doesn't mean you need to go uh, get an accounting degree as well, right? There's a lot of nuances to the tax code, to all the deadlines. And of course, you don't need to know all of that. So you should work with someone who can help you see around the corner and help keep you compliant so that you don't have to worry about it. If you've got some questions about what you should look for in a bookkeeper, an accountant, or CPA, I invite you to go back and listen to episode 50, where I went over some questions to ask and what specifically you, you can and should look for when you're looking for an accountant. Another way that cheap can be expensive is that uh, if someone is really, really inexpensive as a tax preparer, they can sometimes ask you to sign your own tax return. So any kind of paid tax preparer should have a PTIN and should be signing the return themselves. That means that their name is on the, retu the return, their PTIN is on the return, um, and they are signing it. If they're making you sign it, that should be a big red flag for you. Uh, so sometimes the, the really inexpensive preparers are doing that because they're preparing returns that are eh, questionable at best. And so they don't want their name on there. So you might be getting a great refund, uh, but you might also be flagging yourself for audit there. No matter what you're paying for your tax return though, it's a, always a good idea to make sure that your values are aligned with the firm or the person that you're working with. I know for me personally, a cheap price can sometimes make me consider uh, being less firm on, on some of my values, even though it's usually not worth it. 
So for example, at my accounting firm, we do tend to be pretty financially conservative. And when my, what I mean by that is that we definitely want our clients to have every deduction that they are entitled to. We absolutely want that. And that is one of our core values, but we don't take aggressive or risky tax positions. So we don't file tax returns that we wouldn't feel comfortable defending under audit. And that means we're not fudging numbers. We're not quote unquote finding deductions, right? We want someone to have everything that they're entitled to, but we're definitely not going to make stuff up. And we do that because one, I really, really like sleeping at night and that allows me to sleep really peacefully. But I also find that our, our, our clients want to be compliant and they want to know what they're supposed to do. Um, and so that is in line with our clients because that's the kind of client that we attract. But if someone is just looking to make deductions out of thin air, they're not going to be working with us because that's simply not who we are and what we do. I also wanna mention that cheap can be expensive when it comes to accounting software as well. I know, I know QuickBooks Online is definitely not the cheapest option on the block. There's a couple of free options out there uh, like Wave and FreshBooks, I believe has a free option, but my firm exclusively uses QuickBooks Online, not the self-employed version, but the true QuickBooks Online because it is a really robust software and it's one that's going to be able to grow with your business over time. And so there are some cases where free software like Wave might be enough if you never plan on growing and you're always going to stay exactly the way you are. But I just find that for most people, that may not be the case and they may want at least the option to grow someday. And to have something like a QuickBooks Online where they actually own the data, right? Where it's portable between accountants if they wanted to, they could they could work with a bookkeeper and a separate accountant, and it's not the, the firm itself that owns the, the data. Um, that can be really valuable, but as a business grows, you do need to be able to run reports at the touch of a button. You need to be able to get a profit and loss, a balance sheet, a statement of cash flow, and a lot of these really inexpensive softwares are simply not able to do that for you because that's not how they're they're set up. So I think it's worth spending a little bit more on that on that accounting software so that you have something can that can truly grow with you. But also, if you're setting that foundation up correctly up front it's going to be much less of a, a, a shift to have to change everything in a couple of years. Um, and that's definitely something that an, an accounting firm can and should help you with if you need to. Uh, but if you are, are already set up in a way uh, that is that is scalable, then later when you are scaling, you're not gonna have to worry about, okay, let's migrate this entire accounting software to something different that I now have to learn. And, and figure out who's going to work on this, right? That, that, that piece is already fully done for you. I've used mostly accounting examples today, but really you could translate this conversation to anything else in your business, right? A cheap biller is probably not going to be the best biller. Uh, often cheap billers are the ones who leave you with uh, a bunch of claims that you are no longer able to collect on because they did not work those denials. Uh, same for a website designer. You might find someone who's really inexpensive or do it yourself, but I promise you it's not going to look as good as something that has been professionally uh, done. So there are some times where you're going to choose to use the inexpensive option or to figure it out on your own. And that is always okay. Um, other than for your taxes, but whenever you're able to work in the area where you do your best work in, professionals do the work that they do best as well. Have a great day, everyone.
If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.